Hello and welcome to Green Shoots, a show where we catch up with founders of startup companies to relive the journey of their startups with them, their highs and lows, their lessons and learnings. I'm Anisha Nayar Thavan. In this episode, we are joined by Rupesh Jain, founder of Candare. Now, Candare is an online jewelry store which sells gold and diamond jewelry. And Rupesh Jain and Ashish Bajaj founded this company in 2013. Thank you so much for joining us, Rupesh. A pleasure to have you with us on our show. Thank you so much, Anisha. Thanks. Thanks for inviting us on the show. Rupesh, you did your engineering and you also worked as a software engineer in the early part of your career. So what made you set up an online jewelry store? So Anisha, this is a long story, but I will just uh, say it in very short. Uh, I come with a, a jewelry background with almost four decades of experience. Uh, my entire family has been into jewelry industry. Uh, and I did my uh, engineering from Mumbai University uh, and then worked with IT company uh, LNT Infotech uh, and then implemented a couple of larger ERP projects and then understood the power of technology. How can it really bring a lot of value to business? And that's where uh, I thought of connecting our family business, uh, retail jewelry business to an online store. Uh, since we had a lot of experience, the entire supply chain management was was well settled and we had a lot of knowledge on that particular part. So then we integrated the technology to the business and that's where Candare came into existence. And today we have a lot of beautiful designs on the website and we are on one single mission. How can we really make jewelry accessible to all the people in the country? And whatever is, is, the, is, is the form of happiness that we can give and we can really share with their uh, moment of happiness, we just want to do that. So that's, that's the mission we are on uh, for Candair. Okay, so Ramesh, I understand uh, you had knowledge of the jewelry business, you had a family business as well. But why take it online? 2013 internet penetration in our country wasn't that large. And you have an existing business, right? Why not just grow that business? What's the idea about taking jewelry business online when, you know, it's high value, people want to touch and feel, and they feel a little edgy about my gold is in the mail. So uh, did you think it's risky? Why online uh, jewelry store? So Anisha, uh, as you rightly mentioned, in every problem statement, we can find uh, the opportunity. And I think all the founders across the globe are actually finding that opportunity. And that's where I also uh, saw that it's a clear-cut market which is there and since in the west it was already an established market in india uh, it was a no-brainer that this market will go up uh, it is just the matter of time so in 2013 you rightly mentioned the internet penetration was very less the the other online players were also struggling at that time bringing jewelry as a sector online was definitely difficult for us to think but I always had a vision for minimum one decade or 10 years from here. And I thought that if we can really uh, have the ball rolling in the first initial years, definitely when the wave will come, we will really get a lot of advantage and we can be the first more advantage at that time. And that's what we are seeing in this pandemic, in this entire era of getting uh, digital businesses first. So that was the main reason of, of uh, putting a uh, jewelry store online. Okay, so the pandemic changed a lot of things. So a lot of people came on online. The whole world moved online. But uh, you can't quite say that uh, it was an easy time for those uh, who had a discretionary spending business uh, because there was a lot of job insecurity. Pe uh, pe some people were let off. And people weren't really spending, uh, especially on 
absolutely discretionary items like jewelry. So sure. how did you manage during the pandemic? Was it good? Was it bad? And now what's the outlook? So during the pandemic, definitely the initial uh, time of the pandemic, we really struggled a lot. Uh, the entire business was, was almost at a standstill. But uh, after a month, we started uh, adopting work from home strategy. Uh, suddenly the entire uh, people were, were sent to home and, and, and we really understood how can we work from home. And uh, the market started again opening because uh, there were a lot of occasions which were there and people wanted to celebrate. But since there were no offline stores where they can go and buy, uh, they still had an option to, to choose their product and, and buy online. And uh, we, we started going on that particular path. And uh, there was there was reasonable amount of, of traction that we could see. In fact, uh, our Akshay Tritya in 2020 and 2021, in both the years, were one of the best uh, period that we had seen. And uh, both the times we were seeing uh, a lockdown period in the offline world and, and people were really wanting to buy because uh, the emotional value uh, on Akshay Tritya is very high. People really want to buy. Uh, and the other part was their other expenses were very low. Uh, the marriage uh, expenses on the catering side, on the wedding side, wedding planning side, they were at a very low side. And I think the safest investment for all the people was gold. So I think a lot of uh, money actually went into gold and diamond business. And that's where we really took the traction and, and we managed the business in a, in a good way. All right. So 2013, you start you start Candid, an online store. And then in 2017, you tied up with uh, Kalyan Jewelers. They bought a significant stake in your company. What was the thought process behind this? Did you need the investment? Did you want the brand partnership? Uh, what made you you know, sell stake to Kalyan Jewelers? And how has it helped in your business? So to be very frank, uh, Anisha, uh, I was always on thought process that we want to get associated with, with one of the large uh, offline jewelry brand uh, who can really be a strategic partner to us for a long term because uh, I was always in this uh, business for a long term vision uh, and and since they also come with jewelry background uh, they also understand that this is a niche business and, and this is a business which is not very easy to do so uh, thought of partnering with them definitely they had a strong brand presence across the country uh, they have the best brand ambassadors on board uh, so for us, uh, for a brand uh, like Candair, it really made a lot of sense to get associated with them and uh, take their uh, leverage and take their experience on board and really help us in, in expanding our line of uh, product line also and uh, also going ahead with the omni-channel uh, kind of strategy. All right. So what was the growth between 2013 and 2017? And once that you had an established brand by your side, how was the growth change? Uh, say till so, from 2017 to 2019. Let's not include the pandemic for now. So 2017 to 2019, almost we grew by 100% year on year. So our growth rate has been consistent every year. We are growing by 100%. Uh, and I mm -hmm. see that we can keep growing by 100% in next uh, still more couple of years because uh, the market is uh, continuously opening for us. Uh, there are new payment gateways which are coming. The convenience of payment is coming in the market. Uh, the fintech is really helping us in growing the business. The entire infrastructure growth in the country, uh, thanks to uh, Reliance, Geo, and all other uh, bigger firms who are opening the internet penetration in the country. So I think the market is really exploding. Uh, and in from 2017, when we got associated with Kalyan Jewelers, 
uh, it was really a big big thing for us and suddenly this the traffic on the website went up the conversion rate went up our average ticket value went up and and i think uh, we see a lot of uh, positive things coming from from that association all right now i want to understand the uh, the operating metrics a little bit and how have they improved uh, in the years that you've been operating because as much as i understand for for the normal jewelry companies and india's a big exporter as well uh, you know it's a low margin high volume business uh, for you is it the same model would you be more dependent on higher volumes to uh, you know get your bottom line up and running or do you have uh, cost savings because you don't pay rent uh, because you charge a premium for your designs how does it work on the bottom line so on the bottom line to be very frank uh, anisha we are working very closely because we track a lot of metrics on day to day basis uh, right from customer acquisition cost to uh, cost of goods sold to our other expenses line item and we have seen that uh, definitely the premium can be charged when you have monopoly in designs when you give a lot of convenience to the customers i think they are more than ready to uh, pay you extra for that convenience and finally what matters is the entire customer experience if you can really streamline that experience if you can give them wow feeling when they are buying the jewelry online i think i think people are more than comfortable paying online so our margins are definitely higher uh, than the offline brands Mm -hmm. uh we focus more on diamond jewelry that's our more uh, focused area and in diamond jewelry we have a lot of uh, we have good margins than gold uh, mm -hmm. similarly the new millennials who are entering into the buying funnel they want to experiment with lot of lightweight diamond jewelry so that's entirely a new category that has grown in the business so in that category also we have high margins uh, mm -hmm. so so overall we are seeing good margins coming inside uh, and at the same time the volumes are also growing consistently year on year even in number of customers as well as the revenue side so these are the metrics that we track regularly so could you compare your margins uh, because you know we know they are online brand uh, they are offline brands um in our country which people really value because you know gold is something or jewelry is something you want something which is hallmark which is trustworthy which is dependable so um, you know for somebody let's say they have a dependable trustworthy brand but they're not online so how do your margins compare with a player like this could you give us a ballpark range of your margins sure so so anisha uh, in this is uh, i think gold as a commodity i think government of india is really uh, pushing everyone to get uh, bi certified and and hallmark jewelry so i think that's a very good educational uh, step that 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 the government is playing and i think now the consumers are also getting that edu that they have to buy bis hallmark so uh, all the uh, older jewelers also now have to uh, convert themselves to uh, bis hallmark jewelry so that's that's one thing that is happening very clearly so now everyone is is playing level field and and if you do not increase your margins properly then the business is not sustainable and everyone will have to keep increasing their margins to really bring good designs good service and and the best things to the market uh, for for from our side our margins range ranges between 22% to almost 26% uh, that's that's our sweet spot that we are hitting uh, our aim is to uh, reach 28 to 30% if we hit that uh, numbers then that's that's the best area to be in and uh, Uh, at an atv of almost uh, 29 30000 and if you have almost uh, 28 to 30% margin our our 
cost of acquisition uh, gets nullified very clearly even our cost of operations gets nullified and we start making money on every single unit that we sell so at unit economics level also it makes a lot of sense for us okay so uh, you spoke about your audience you said the millennials uh, want to spend on diamond jewelry which is lighter diamond jewelry not the heavy wedding jewelry so going ahead what kind of expansion plans do you have would you be targeting this segment only are you looking at exports as well and i'm just trying to understand all the capital that you lay, raise from kalyan jewelry where are you going to use them because you know you buy gold you buy jewelry you make jewelry and you and you sell it so where do you need the capital what do you need the capital for so there are a lot of things where we need capital uh, one thing is for creation of content so we need to deploy a lot of capital in in creation of content and educating the market with with what is the right product that they have to buy similarly uh, the younger audience that are coming we need to invest a lot of uh, time energy resources on designing front because that's where the the people will definitely come to the brand so on the designing front we are focused a lot uh, in terms of creating a lot of good content we are focused the third area and that's very critical to us and that's my passion in person also that's technology we are investing heavily on technology mm-hmm. so that we really can segment our customers in a better way every single customer who is coming on the website can get personalized experience so mm-hmm. we are going going on a on a model where we are going to give one to one experience to the consumers when uh, anisha is going to come on the website versus rupesh is going to come on the website they will see different type of products depending upon their past browsing history and uh, their purchase history so so these are the major areas where we are investing uh, our money and manpower similarly on the exports we have already registered an entity in us and we want to start our export uh, market uh, business also because that's already a matured market and we see there is a there is a, a clear cut way for us to grow in that market also we have good strategic tie-ups in us with a lot of good vendors they can support us with respect to the operations there so these are the areas where we really want to expand we are also thinking on omni channel presence where we want to open our flagship stores uh, as a standalone stores and really really want to uh, make that as a point for our consumers to come there maybe touch and feel if they really want to that but they have to place the order online so we want to be a digital first jewelry company okay. where everything has to be online okay rupesh can you tell me how you leveraging technology uh, because you know these days um, um, some retailers are even using virtual reality uh, and you know you can try on a lipstick uh, using your own photograph and you can get uh, you know uh, this you get to see how it looks on your face etc so can you tell us how do you personalize the experience for uh, customers are you using analytics are you using virtual reality uh, how do you wow your customer when they come online if you want to be digitally first sure uh, so we have tried all of these things and uh, it is if we work in silos it doesn't work for us but if we uh, really package it in a proper way then this becomes the overall experience for the consumer so right from segmenting the user when they land on the website uh, and then when they come on the uh, uh, the detail page or main main product page uh, having integrated with virtual uh, try on so we already have a virtual try on feature and it's a web based so you do not have to even uh, install the application you can directly do virtual try on uh through that interface uh it's it's seamlessly uh, integrated with our website 
Similarly, uh, we have a lot of AI implementation and chatbot implementation. Our entire customer service is, is transformed into artificial intelligence, where our chatbot is taking care of a lot of customer care queries and almost 60% of the queries are answered by chatbot. Only 30 to 40% of the queries come to our uh, customer care executive and we are working continuously on, on building that model where if we can cater to 80% of the uh, questions of the customers in real time, only 20% will come to our customer care executive and 80% can be solved. We are working on voice bots. We are working on chat bots. Uh, similarly, we are working on WhatsApp bots. So these are the areas where we are leveraging a lot of technology. In terms of analytics, we have recently tied up with uh, Adobe Analytics and we are implementing a full-fledged Adobe Analytics solution inside business. We use a lot of marketing automation tool. Uh, we use a lot of good user experience and A-B testing tools, which really helps us in understanding whether we have implemented a change. Uh, A is work working better than B or B is working better than C. So these are the areas where we are working and trying to improve our customer experience and taking feedback continuously from our customers as well as all the people in the organization and, and learning on a daily basis. All right. So Rupesh, you said between 2017 and 2019, you registered 100% growth. Uh, is this a trajectory that you're going to have over the next few years? Uh, what are your projections? And you said that you want an omnichannel channel presence. You, uh, are you are going to begin your export, so that will also uh, you know, uh, uh, require some amount of capital outlay. So going ahead, what kind of growth are you projecting? And do you see your margins expanding to that desired level uh, that you thought you will? So I think I think uh, the entire team is uh, very well focused on the metrics that we really want to track. Uh, and as you rightly mentioned, our focus is to have that same trajectory for next couple of years continuously now from, from minimum three to four years. We really want to uh, make that happen for us. Uh, so our growth definitely has to be 100% uh, in next three, four years. Uh, similarly, on the margins, we want to keep improving on margins and, and reach our desired mark. So that, that's the area. Similarly, new lines of business are opening for us. Uh, already uh, at Kalyan Jewelers, they have entered into digital gold business and we are going to adopt that also very fast. So uh, we are going to get a lot of new uh, age customers who want to invest in gold, digital gold. Uh, similarly, our revenues from uh, international will start uh, and, and the omni-channel business will going, is going to take up from 2022. That's our plan to roll out from uh, next year. Uh, so these are the things I think that will keep igniting our growth for next couple of years and, and want to be in that direction for uh, more uh, period of time. Okay. One last question, Rupesh. Any more fundraising that you're looking at? Yeah, definitely for our growth plans, we will require more funds. Uh, we will definitely uh, want to tie up with uh, good uh, venture capitalists or growth firms, which can who can really help us in in growing in different markets, right from uh, United States to maybe uh, European countries and in the country. So definitely, we are looking for fundraise now so that uh, we can we can explore few things and really build an omni-channel presence in the country and abroad. And how much dilution are you looking at? So uh, to be very frank, we have not decided on that number uh, and, and still we are in talks uh, with a lot of uh, players in the market. But uh, it, it will be somewhere in the in the range of 8 to 10 percent uh, and uh, would want to raise a capital of uh, somewhere between 30 to 50 million dollars. 
Okay. All the very best, uh, Rupesh, uh, uh, for uh, the years ahead for your business at Candir. They say diamonds are a girl's best friend. Uh, let's hope uh, this translates into good growth uh, for Candir. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Anisha. Thanks for your time. So uh, that was Rupesh joining us on Green Shoots. This wraps up uh, this episode of Green Shoots. We'll be back again talking to a founder about their startup. So do join us again. Bye-bye.